When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another comic video. Man, it feels like it's been a really long time since we got back into the comics. And for everyone listening on Spotify, this is an exclusive coming early just to you guys, as well as on iTunes and any audio format. So thank you so much for checking me out on the podcast format because you guys get this early. So today we're going to be going back to the comic videos or comic podcast for today. And we're going to be checking out Star Wars Return of the Jedi Infinities. Now, typically I would probably start with Infinities A New Hope, but you know what? I'm going to take a chapter out of George Lucas's book and I'm going to start randomly somewhere in the story. I mean, he had six films. He started with the middle one. We're going to go right to the end of Return of the Jedi. So Infinities is a comic run made by Dark Horse Comics in early 2003, 2004, something like that, I believe. And yeah, November 2003, it says right here as I'm reading it on the cover page, on the, the first few pages here. So Infinity is essentially Lucasfilm or George Lucas's version of fan fictions. Now, the premise here that starts off Return of the Jedi starts right at Jabba's palace at the very beginning of the story. And essentially it takes place in Jabba's palace, but there is a what if. And the what if here are if the negotiations with Leia, Chewie, and Jabba didn't work out the way they did in the original film. So meaning, as we're going to see in a few seconds here, if Jabba just accepted Chewie, but told Leia to get out of there and didn't want to pay her, then Boba steals Han Solo and everything just gets crazy and kind of doesn't really work out that well for the heroes, and it ends up in a massive spiral. This is a four-issue comic, so if you are interested in this, then I'm going to be continuing the issues here on podcast format, and of course releasing them into video format a little bit later, so you guys can catch both of them if you so choose. Very excited to start this journey once again on the comics. It's been far too long. I got kind of <laughs> uninterested in the new canon comics somewhat, so I'm really happy that I'm going back and doing what really built the channel in the first place, which was fan fictions and comics. And I think this is the perfect combination with Star Wars Infinities because it's like a what-if comic scenario. So without further ado, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button. If you are listening, feel free to leave a comment or leave a five-star review or four-star or three-star or two-star or one-star, whatever you think of this podcast. Let's get to it right now. Our story begins on Tatooine where a negotiation is taking place between the notorious crime lord Jabba the Hutt and a bounty hunter who calls himself Boosh. Now, of course, we know Boosh is Leia. At last, we have the mighty Chewbacca. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. Yot toy, yot toy. 50,000, no less. It's a very tense moment, one-on-one, -on -one, which hangs the destinies of several friendships in a blossoming relationship of a different sort. But destiny can be such a fragile construct, so dependent on the now, while the future is so ripe with possibilities, alternatives, even a simple blow more forceful than expected or intended can send it crashing to the ground. So you guys remember in the film where Jabba smacks 3PO and he kind of dis he gets disoriented a little bit and scuttles backwards? Well, in this version, as it's showing in the comic panel, 
Jabba actually smacks 3PO a little too hard, making him crash to the ground, losing his head. Then we can see Leia thinking 3PO, and she's obviously worried about him. So Jabba changes the rules and he says, give me the Wookiee and you walk out of here alive. <laughs> Jabba can't understand a word Leia is saying, so he dismisses Boosh until Leia starts speaking English, or rather basic as we would call it in Star Wars. No, wait, huh? Boosh says, I'm sure we can come to an agreement and Jabba is upset because suddenly she can speak basic, or rather he at this moment. So Leia takes off the helmet and reveals herself as Princess Leia and Jabba is laughing. <laughs> this is delicious, a princess hiding under the armor of a filthy bounty hunter. Taking out the thermal detonator like she did in the film, she threatens the entire palace to blow them all up, including herself. Boba aims his EE-3 blaster at Leia, where Lando pushes the Gamorrean out of the way, knocking him into Boba and making Boba miss the shot. So it's pandemonium in the palace. Everyone's just kind of gunning for themselves at this point. Chewie is ripping the arms off of Gamorreans. He's just throwing them all over the place. And that's one of the rules is you always let the Wookiee win. Jabba slithers away like a slug. 3PO is getting almost stepped on everywhere. And Boba leaves with Han Solo frozen in carbonate saying, Jabba won't have any further use for you but I do. Leia's shooting at Boba, but she misses, and everything's just kind of going wrong for the heroes. She tells Lando and Chewie that they gotta get out of here, that Boba has Han Solo, and they decide to escape right then and there. They even decide to ditch C-3PO. The whole palace explodes with Jabba inside it, and Salacious Bikram, may he rest in peace. And of course, Lando, Leia, and Chewie escape, but C-3PO seems to not have made it. As the Slave One blasts off into the sky, they watch as Boba and Han make it out into space. Now, Han was a notorious smuggler. I mean, he had a lot of bounties on his head throughout the entire galaxy. It wasn't just Jabba who wanted him. So wherever Boba's taken him, he's probably got either a bigger bounty or bigger street cred for turning Han in. So Leia decides to meet up with Luke, saying that he's waiting for them in the desert somewhere. Now, at this point, of course, you know, like the original story, Luke was going to show up at Jabba's palace, but everything kind of accelerated. R2-D2 comes to the rescue and zaps the Rodian off of the barge as the heroes make it on board. This is where the scene switches to Luke Skywalker, meditating in the sand. Now, in a deleted scene for Revenge of the Sith that you can find on YouTube, before Jabba's palace, Luke was actually tinkering with his green lightsaber. This is the first time that we would see it on screen in this deleted scene, and it's where Vader is actually trying to commune with Luke through the Force, telling him to come to him. Luke then puts the saber into R2-D2's head, and we all know what's going to happen in the original film, but that doesn't get to happen here at this time. They go to pick up Luke, and they tell him everything that happened. Now, I gotta say, the art for Luke Skywalker is pretty, you know, freaking me out here, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad that you guys on Spotify can't see it at the moment, but let's continue. They essentially come up with a plan, and Luke says that they're going to cover some more ground, and they should split up. He's going to start somewhere in Mos Eisley, and that they can check out Mos Espa, saying that they need to rejoin the fleet, and he needs to go back to Yoda on Dagobah. As we switch the scene, we enter the second Death Star, where Vader greets the Emperor amongst the thousands of stormtroopers and the few royal guards. The Death Star will be completed on schedule, my master. You have done well. Now, I sense you wish to continue your search for young Skywalker. Patience, my friend. I want you to remain close to me, Lord Vader. Lately, events run counter to how I envisioned them. Something has disturbed the Force. But I am confident all will right itself. Of course, 
my master. So if you guys remember in the original story, of course, Palpatine said the infamous line, everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. And they walk along and then we get the swipe and change the scene. But here, clearly in Star Wars Infinities, something has changed. Something has gone wrong. And Palpatine was always able to see into the future. This is one of the reasons why he was killed so easily by Vader is because he couldn't see that Vader was going to betray him because he was so focused on killing Luke Skywalker. He was engulfed within his own power, his own rage. As we arrive on Dagobah, Yoda is speaking to Obi-Wan Kenobi, the ghost of old Ben. Late he is. Don't worry, old friend. He will return. Hope so, I do. Short my time is, and much does he still have time to learn. So Yoda at this point knows that he's going to die pretty soon, and he's talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love this because, you know, we didn't get to see any of this stuff in the movie, so it's kind of filling in the gaps between the scenes and showing this sort of uh, what-if scenario. Luke interrogates some people in the cantina asking or demanding where Boba Fett is, using Jedi mind tricks on all of them, but getting nowhere. He runs into some trouble, and <laughs> this is honestly just a Luke Skywalker that we never got to see in the movies, really, at least in the sequel. Trilogy. There are a bunch of thugs, three aliens, well, one of them's a human, and he says, you need to leave. They go up to Luke Skywalker, and he says, and who are you? Where are the guys telling you to leave? Okay, then, Luke grabs the table and smashes it into their heads. <laughs> this is stone table, and just throws it right at them. He beats them up with fist-to-fist -fist combat and just you know, gets them out of there. He checks in with Leia, and none of them have really gotten anywhere, as we see Leia is also at another cantina where Chewie is just <laughs> throwing people around the place. And she says, it could be going better. Luke, what is it? As she says through the hologram to him. I don't know, Leia. It just feels like we're running out of time. At an end, my time is. Try to hold on a little longer, old friend, says the force ghost of Ben to the dying Yoda. Here he was meant to be. What could keep him? Luke. Yoda. Luke. We'll continue searching Mos Espa. You should... L Luke? Luke feels the disturbance in the Force as his master has passed away into the next realm. Leia, something's happened. Something on Dagobah. I don't know what, but I have to go. All right, go and check it out. We'll keep going here. Thank you for understanding, Leia. Of course, and Luke... I hope it's nothing too bad. As we head back to the Emperor on his throne, he says he feels the death of Master Yoda, and he perks up through his hood, saying, What? Ah, Master Yoda. To be continued. So this was issue number one. I hope you guys are enthralled. I hope you guys are captivated in the story. I certainly am. I am very excited to cover issue number two, which you guys can find right here on Star Wars Theory Podcast on Spotify and iTunes in the next couple of days. Thank you so much for embarking on this journey with me. Thank you so much for coming back to the Star Wars comics that we've been covering since pretty much day one here on the channel almost seven and a half years ago. I'm really excited to see where this one goes, and I hope you guys are too. D2. <laughs> Have a great day. And may the force be with you always. And for those of you watching on YouTube as well, hey, thank you so much for watching this and checking this out. Please leave a like on it before you bounce out. And I'll see you guys in issue number two. All right. Catch you later. May the force be with you always.